Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I'm certainly hopeful and prayerful that this finds you all well uh, with me today. You're not going to believe this, folks, but we have Ellie with us today. Ellie's just awesome. And uh, good morning to you, Ellie. Good morning. So, Ellie, let me give you some background on Ellie, folks, just so I'm going to let her introduce her blog and some things that are going on. But as you know, we're moving forward. We're finishing the book of Proverbs, and we're going to be moving into a whole block period where we deal about narcissism and what narcissism has done to people and how people have been hurt and how the craziness has showed up and just messed up lives. Well, I want you to know a couple things about Ellie. Uh, Ellie's a survivor. Uh, Ellie's courageous. Uh, we've been talking for maybe an hour, 45 minutes or an hour. Uh, just a very courageous young lady, uh, a, a wonderful lady in the time I've talked to her. It caught my attention because she's on one of the Facebook pages. So just by way of introduction, I want to tell you a little bit about how this ended, this phone call ended up taking place. And now uh, that we're running her through the recording information is uh, I've been following her on Facebook. And uh, somebody pointed her out to me somewhere along the way, and they said, you know, this young lady was, was physically hurt, uh, was raped. Uh, she's been through terrible things. She's exposing those crazy churches out there, and you guys know the ones I'm talking about. And, and she's doing some real courageous things. And so I started following her, and then every time she crosses my page out there on Facebook, I always stop and say a prayer. And, and about a week ago, I, I saw her out there, and she usually writes a post every day. And I'm going to let her talk about her blog, post, Facebook stuff, social media, so you can find her. Um, but something she wrote out there just resonated with me. And I said, Lord, this is exactly somebody who needs to talk to our peeps. This is somebody who needs to tell her story. So I actually wrote her last night and said, you know, uh, you know, my name is Doug, and I, I do this podcast, uh, broadcast, radio broadcast, and I'd love for you, um, if you'd be interested in talking to me about doing this. And and uh, Ellie immediately came right back because we share that kindred spirit for uh, those of you folks and people in this world who've been hurt, those people who've been done wrong, and in many cases, in the name of God. And uh, and so immediately we set up a time to talk today, and we talked on the phone, and and so over this last little while, I've learned a couple of things. And so the word of the day is courage. Ellie is a lady that has courage. And it reminds me of old Psalm 56 over there, three and four. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God. Ellie has said to me, and you're going to hear it, how God has straightened out her life, how she's went to God. How And, and folks, she came from craziness, uh, craziness church, craziness life. And uh, people messed up. And, and, but she realizes people, not God. And that's pretty cool. Whose word I praise in God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? So courageous young lady, Ellie, it's awesome to have you on today. And why don't you start off? Cause we're surely going to forget. Why don't you start off by telling us your blog and, and Facebook page, and then I'll go ahead and ask you some questions and let you go. Is that okay? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, I, author a Facebook page. You can find it um, at Running Free Trauma Recovery. Just type in at Running Free Trauma Recovery and it should pop right up. 
So I write about um, just my experiences growing up in some craziness and um, the crazy side of fundamentalism and um, just how God has been so faithful to bring me out of that and um, really what my experiences look like as I heal um, from trauma and chronic illness. Wow. And, and folks, this is real with Ellie. This is, you know, going back to her childhood. This is, this is real. This stuff is there. I'm going to let her talk about that here in a second. But again, she's comes out of that uh, Christian warlord, Baptist warlord environment. Uh, and, and Ellie, you know what, why don't you just tell us about all this? And, and uh, yeah. why don't you do that instead of me trying to regurgitate or recapitulate what you have said? Or why don't you go ahead and start? Absolutely. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and um, it was an independent fundamental Baptist church. Um, and I know they're not all terrible, but um, this one was, it was a little more on the extreme side. And um, I grew up in the ministry the first 18 years of my life. That was all I knew. And um, it just, it affected me really deeply. I've always been an extremely sensitive person and um, I was really kind of the goody two shoes of my, my friend group. And I was always trying to follow the rules and love Jesus the best I could. And unfortunately, um, I just internalized a lot of made up rules and, um, my parents were involved in, uh, a homeschooling group that ended up being, um, really damaging. I mean, it was, it was an internationally known group and their leader. Um, I mean, he's a sexual predator with, I mean, just hundreds of victims. I have friends that, um, he harmed and my family was really intricately tied into that. And I absorbed those teachings and so, if you don't mind, Ellie, let me just say this. This is a, this is a man who was never married. Uh, at this point, probably as Ellie was growing up, uh, a man mm -hmm. in his 50s, maybe early 60s, uh, running around telling everybody what their marriage should look like, how they should raise their kids, uh, and mm -hmm. doing all this in what he considered to be the name of God. Yeah. And, uh, and, and boy, there were, there were just people hopping onto this bandwagon. And again, these are the crazy folks. These are, these are the warlord folks. And, oh, all right, Ellie. So go ahead. I just wanted to. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I think people wandered into it innocently enough. Um, the guy was teaching, you know, these things will change your life. This is how you be a good parent and maintain control of your children as they grow up. And I think the parents just fit on that. And unfortunately, um, it just became really, really damaging. And um, the more we internalized that, the more it just played itself out in our lives where we were we were terrified of God and ter terrified of my parents. And I should speak for myself because I know not everybody had the same experience. But by and large, I mean, this organization just, it really wreaked havoc in so many people's lives. And um, by the time I was 15, I was well-versed in the fact that it was my God-given purpose to marry and to bear children. By virtue of a, the fact that I was a female, that was, that was my calling. And folks, um, I should say at this point too, it was her only God-given purpose. And, yes. you know, and, you know, we know, and, and that God uses 
women just like he uses yes. men in so many wonderful and great ways. But again, this this nutty dude comes in and shows up and, and I'm and Ellie, I know this is gonna take two days, so it's okay, but I, I feel okay. like I wanna <laughs> I wanna augment uh, some of these things just to tell people to look out for these types of things. Here's a young lady without even thinking about, hey, you know, maybe I can be a teacher, maybe I can be a doctor, mm-hmm. maybe I, you know, here's a lady, you know, this is your your purpose on earth, period is to, uh, you know, just, just get married and just keep on, uh, just keep on bearing kids. There was no one. So I think what you're seeing here, Ellie, is that that's, that's what's being thrown at you all the time. Yeah. And I mean, there were, there were families in my church that had a more balanced view on that and their daughters did go off and get degrees, but my family, um, really didn't operate that way. I mean, both my sisters were married quite early and um, by the time I was in high school and everything, I did have interest in, in going to college and all of that, but it just, um, it really would have shaken the boat, really would have rocked the boat. And, um, I had potential and I knew that, but when I tried to turn that over to God in my very limited knowledge, I mean, the best thing I knew how to do was surrender that and not lean into it. I didn't recognize it really as God's leading on my life. I recognized it as something that was competing for my affections for him. Because if I really love Jesus, I was just going to get married and have children probably. Um, You know, it was these. And people who do that, by the way, that's fine. Yeah. If that's what God's called you to. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Again, we're trying not to have this broad stroke or anything like that, but we're, Mm -hmm. we're, I guess Ellie's trying to remind us and set us up to the fact of uh, she was being trained. Your only purpose in life, find a guy, get married now, have kids. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like Ellie as a developing young lady, uh, there wasn't a chance for that. And uh, no, there really wasn't. Um, and you know, so this is, this is my experience and I know that it's not like this for everybody. Um, but this is really kind of one of those experiences that I hope somebody can connect to, you know, and I, I was a teenager when all the really crazy stuff started happening. I mean, don't get me wrong. My, my entire life has been, um, been rather out there. But, you know, when I was 15, I started actually being groomed by um, an older guy in the church. He, I mean, not really old, but he was older than me by about six years. Um, And he just started paying me attention that looked really platonic at first. And um, I had no idea that it was grooming. I mean, I had no knowledge of sexual abuse or abuse at all for that matter. And, um, so I just, I didn't really think anything of it. And it was very normal for, uh, younger girls to, um, be married to men a few years older than them and, and young too. And so, um, I really didn't think anything of it and a friendship developed. Um, and hold that thought right now, Ellie, we're going to go ahead and run and let these radio yeah. stations do what they have to do. We'll be right back with you folks. So Absolutely. hang with us.
So we're with Ellie now. Ellie's at the point right now where she had been groomed and she's kind of in this weird uh, relationship kind of thing. And, and Ellie, you can go ahead and continue on from there. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I was, I was getting to know this guy just in group settings and everything at church. And um, over a period of a few years, it became apparent that there was more to this relationship. And um, by the time I was 17, uh, my dad gave him permission to begin courting me. And um, he really wanted to move the relationship really quickly. And as it ended up, um, from the time that our courtship began to the time we took our vows at the altar, it was less than six months. And I had seen him exactly 22 days out of our entire relationship. It was a long distance relationship. And I, I thought I knew him. Um, and the truth was that I barely knew him. And uh, I moved from home two days after. I mean, I, I moved out of state two days after we were married. And I had never been home from for more than a week. Um, so it was a very new experience moving across the country um, as a military spouse. He was he was in the military as an officer. Um, and so suddenly I was plunged into a completely different lifestyle and uh, just learning how to be an adult and an officer's life and um, just absorb all of that all at once. And it was a lot. And I was also really sick at the time. So um, there was just so much on my plate. And the next few years were just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> How do you put it into words? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a lot. It's a lot for anybody, I think. And I, I didn't realize who he was um, until a few years into the marriage. And I just started seeing. And, and I guess you had mentioned to me that within a year of being yeah. married, you had your first child. I did. Yeah. Uh, just just like I had been taught to. <laughs> um, I I was not even 19 when I had my first baby and nine months later I was pregnant again and um I love those children oh I know my, yeah my kids are one of the brightest joys in my life and they give me purpose every single day but I can honestly say I was not ready to have children and um just I I've mentioned the chronic illness thing um a couple times but I've been sick with um chronic migraines and fibromyalgia since I was eight years old and um, my physicians and I strongly believe that these chronic illnesses have been brought on by all of the domestic violence that I have experienced throughout oh, my life. Your since. immune system is just, yes. it just becomes trash yes. and you know, you're not fighting anything. So Ellie wakes up and she's has three children, realizes mm -hmm. she's in an abusive relationship. She's in a, she went from one crazy Christian warlord church to another up yeah. in North Dakota. <laughs> and uh, they won't even let her join uh, this church because they want to rebaptize her or something. And so she's, you wake up one day, Ellie, this is the point we're at now, I guess you wake up one day and say, I don't need the, I don't need this. I have children. I yeah. have a life. You're unhealthy. Right. So tell us about that. How does you, you haven't, you have, to, well, even before that you, uh, I, yeah, I don't want to tell you a story, but the story of getting away from your husband with your family 
you could start mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You have two yeah, children. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. At about the three year mark into our marriage, um, I had just had my second daughter. And um, you know, I had a policy and I had been raised, you just don't speak ill of your husband at all. And um, you just keep your problems to yourself. And if you have problems in your marriage, they're most likely because you're not submitting enough to your husband. Um, so you figure that out and that's between you and him and God. And, um, so at that three year mark, I was so depressed and actually I was suicidal and I didn't know what else to do. And I reached out to my mom and I unwittingly just unloaded everything. I just broke. And I said, mom, I don't know what the problem is, but I need help. And I I could almost hear my mom's jaw drop on the other side of the phone. And she said, Ellie, you're being abused. Mm. And I said, no, mom, I'm not. I mean, he loves me. I know he loves me. I mean, he provides for me. He does all these things. And um, she was faithful time and time and time again over the next six months to speak courageously into my life. And I went back and forth and back and forth as the abuse progressed and progressed and progressed. And finally, I had no other um, explanation for what was happening to me. And I saw it for what it was. And she helped me um, start to make an escape plan. And I went back to Well, the escape plan was to go back to my parents' house and um, stay there and just get some counseling and um, see if I could work things out. And I didn't believe in divorce. So this was a really temporary solution. Um, And just a couple weeks before I was supposed to execute that plan, I found out that I was pregnant again. And there were tears of joy and there were very, very honest and anxious tears of distress because I just could not make sense of what God was doing. And by that time, I was convinced that God did not want me to live in abuse. Um, I believed that he wanted me married to my husband, but I knew that he wanted the abuse to stop. Um, And so I was very confused and I ended up choosing to move ahead with my escape plan. And I did go back to my parents and that was a very decisive turning point yeah. in my story. Yeah. I remember, I mean, just when you make that step to step away from evil, it really shows who has the power and who has the control and what they believe they're entitled to. I mean, I just saw a switch flip in my husband and um, just the kind of evil that was coming out of him. I I remember thinking, this is unbelievable. I've never seen him like this. And I actually remember thanking God for letting me see how horrible this was because it solidified in my mind for the first time that I had done the right thing. I had questioned it and I would question it in the future, but it was the first time that I was able to say, yes, I made the right choice. I mean, other people were just saying saying the opposite, you know, and God allowed me to see that this was the right choice to make. So those next few months um, at my parents were, were awful. Honestly, I tried to get counseling, um, joint counseling from the pastor at the church I grew up at, and um, it really backfired. It played into the hand of my abuser and enabled him just 
by leaps and bounds. And um, it ended up to be an extremely dangerous situation for me. I was 16 weeks pregnant and the pastor um, really wanted us to work things out on our own. And he said, I want you guys to have a conversation by yourselves. And um, I, I tried to refuse and I said, I don't feel safe with him. I, I need somebody with me. And um, we ended up alone and he took advantage of me. He forced himself on me. And in the church I grew up in, the church nursery that I was raised in, he raped me. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was unbelievably, um, oh, there are no words. I mean, I didn't even know what had happened to me. I didn't believe in rape in marriage. I didn't know that rape was possible in marriage. I mean, I remember walking to the ladies' room and looking at myself in the mirror and going, why? What just happened to me? <laughs> why, if I'm in a covenanted marriage, do I feel like trash? What just happened to me? And what I didn't realize was that I had just discovered the Imagio Day in me. I had discovered the image of God in me, and I had I, I had found out that somebody had trashed something that God called precious. Yeah. And I clung to that feeling for years after that, as I sifted through all of that. And I did not admit that it was right for years after that, but somewhere in my soul, I knew that it hey, was wrong. Hi, Ellie, I'm so sorry you went through that. This is, this is our transition point. And, and of course, everybody will bring Ellie back. A couple things I want to point out is, Obviously, there's so many terrible things. You know, Ellie was raised where her father took his hands off her. Don't ever be that parent. And and just tried to push this theology from this crazy dude who was traveling around selling books. Never been married, never raised a family. But uh, there sure are allegations of the many, many people he's hurt in this nation and families he's ruined to include Ellie's. And uh, we see so much wrong in here. And then, you know, Ellie being pushed into this marriage and being pushed out. Folks, we don't live a life like that. We serve a great God. And we don't go to these warlord churches. Uh, you know, I, I was telling Ellie earlier that some people call them IFB churches, Independent Fundamental Baptist. You know, they're as varied as the day is long. You know, I've been in maybe 700 of them, and there's been a few that are knuckleheads like Ellie's been in. And two of them that Ellie were in, uh, I wouldn't go to. I refused to preach at one. I showed up and didn't stay. <laughs> So that tells you how bad these things are. But there's so many of you good guys out there. So we just want to say this. We want to learn from Ellie. We want to come back tomorrow with Ellie. Mm -hmm. There's so much we can learn. So sorry you've been through this, Ellie. Say a prayer for her, folks, as you listen to this. And we sure do love you. Appreciate the opportunity for you folks to tune us in and be part of this broadcast. And if there's something we can do to help you, help the Wounded Spirits. Uh, and uh, Facebook page, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, WoundedSpirits.com. Send me a message. I'll help you. I'll contact the police with you. I'll sit with you. Whatever we got to do to make things better. Have a great day. And, and uh, we look forward to having Ellie back with us tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.